0: Just prepare ourselves. Uh, Of course, um, we're absolutely committed to all that God wants to do within the community of Mansfield uh, on a practical level as well. And just to give you um, some advance notice, I mean, when I think of the big idea with regards to Ilkeston, I think of the May uh, weekend that we've gone for, and and that's been fantastic. And when I think about all that God wants to do uh, for us in Mansfield, just in these early stages as we build. Uh, Now my mind automatically goes to Titchfield Park, Um, and of course that is our um, opportunity just as a smaller group of people to, you know, really just um, come outside of the four walls and just engage with people. And so just to let you know that that is actually on the 18th of August, so please if you can just try and keep away from those, I'm aware of holidays and different things, but um, that's just to give you advance warning that that's what we're intended to do, and uh, by God's grace, we'll, uh, we'll have the marquee there and maybe we'll do some other things as well on that particular afternoon. Um, that was great, wasn't it, last year for those who were there. I mean, it's just one of the highlights uh, for me. We're continuing with our series um, tonight as we just look at, uh, for a few moments, around the theme of all healthy things grow. And Phil so ably set us up last week Um, just set the series up and uh, set it up for me tonight to just speak into the thought of um, a healthy soul, a healthy soul. And so I just want to work through that, if I may, and um, we need the Lord to help us. So I wonder if we could just take a moment to just pray, although Phil's already prayed for me in terms of the ministry of the Word, but I just pray that the Lord would help us. So Father... We just pray that you would give us ears to hear, and our eyes would be open, and our more importantly, and our hearts would be open to receive from you. There could be many distractions that come into our minds, even tonight. There's lapses of concentration, but I just pray, Lord, that nothing will deter us from hearing your word. I ask, Lord, that you just enable me to minister your word, and we ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You see, the health of the church is so important. It really is. I I have a firm conviction that actually there have been many, many years I've, I've spent far too long focusing on the growth of the church and not on the health of the church. Hello? And I really believe that God wants us to grow. Don't misunderstand me. God wants us to grow. He really does. He wants us to grow numerically. He wants us to grow large in influence. He really does. Small isn't beautiful when it comes to the kingdom of God. I want to tell you that. It's really not. Because God has got many, many people in this town. God has got many, many people in this, in this area who, who are looking out, crying out, needing answers, looking for hope in their hopeless situation. So I'm committed to growth. But what, I, what we need to be more committed to is health. Because all healthy things grow. Just nudge your neighbor and says, all healthy things grow. It needs to be part of, in some ways, our mantra, really, as we move forward as part of Arena Church, that we concentrate on health, health at every level, healthy relationships, healthy families, healthy church, healthy bodies. We need healthy teams. We need healthy worship. In all areas of church life, we need health, healthy administration. All these things need to be healthy. Healthy speaks to me of strength, of vitality, of energy, and that is what we're believing for in these coming days. Thank God that we have health in the church. We're not speaking into that because we haven't got it. We're actually thanking God that we do have it, but we're wanting to increase it in Jesus' name, amen? And so we want healthy church. We want healthy groups, community coming together. But where does all that spring from? Well, it first of all springs from a healthy soul. Because how can we expect people to have healthy church if their souls are not healthy? (laughs) And I really think we need to give ourselves just these few minutes to just look at some things. Now when I say healthy soul, I wonder what you automatically think. I asked the Bible teacher this morning, I said, just give me a little bit of understanding on some of these things. And I reckon when it comes to ministry, because Phil, I'll just say this, we were talking in midweek around different ministry styles and different ways that we do ministry. And of course, we were talking in a staff context, and Julie was there. We were saying that actually we're so different in temperament and gift, and, and I think that's what makes it work. And of course, Phil just loves digging out the Word, and he just, I, I say he just pops out sermons while he's having breakfast and wherever he is is just a sermon, there's three C's, three P's, three W's, you name it, and, and and all that kind of stuff. And so he just gives himself to it. Now you must understand something, I've said this to you before, it's not that I'm not giving myself to it, but it's just very, very different. Yeah. So he's actually laying, in, laying into that, and I'm, I'm walking out the door and saying, uh, but he says, "Are you okay for this?" Because he always has to check on me. "Are you okay for tonight?" Yeah, "I'm okay. I just need to put the finishing touches to my ministry," <laughs> and I can see him. It's like thinking he's flipping it, mate. What's going off here? Well, anyway, let me get to the point. I said to I said to Phil this this morning. I says, "I'm just talking about the soul. Can you just help me in one, you know, one phrase, one just to really try and encapsulate the thoughts." Because when we look at this thing called soul, there are some conflicting um, viewpoints. And I have done some digging on this, and he helped me with what he said, because actually some people draw no distinction actually, between heart and soul. It's just intertwined. There are some people who think they're completely separate. So what's the difference between a heart and the soul? Remember Jesus said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul." He, he drew a distinction and mind. So what am I talking about when I say a healthy soul? What am I talking about? Well, let me be clear tonight because actually what I'm talking about is that healthy you, that real you, that what makes you, you. That is your soul. That which makes you, you. you. I'm not talking about Chris Mangan on the outside here. That isn't what makes Chris, Chris. That is what we see first impact but actually as I get to know Chris it's actually not on the outside you begin to get more of what's inside as the real you comes out and that's the same with me that's what I'm talking about that healthy internalized you that healthy you've you got it that real you that is what I'm talking about tonight that is what I'm talking about tonight Some commentators look at it, when they use the word soul, they they even use the word breath. The essence of life. That seat of feelings, desires, affections. There's a seat in all of our lives, which out of it flows the feelings, the desires, the affections. I want to say this soul that I'm talking about, this real you, is the you that will be carried into eternity. Let me be clear about that. That, that, that you know, the body was, was meant to go back to the dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But the soul will live on forever. It will live on forever. It's the choice where we, and I'm speaking to Christian people here tonight, but, you know, it's obviously our decision where, our soul will live on forever and ever. But it's not going to be dissolved at death. This real you is who you are at the core. Who you are at the core. And this soul is able to make radical changes. Or is able to be changed radically. It really is. This soul is able to be changed radically. I'll say that again. This soul is able to be changed radically. Our bodies, I know you can say, well, of course you can change because if you're a little bit overweight, you can lose weight and you change. But I understand that. And you know, some people have plastic surgery and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, most people are still recognisable, aren't they? You don't wake up one morning, you've got a, a big nose and then the following morning you wake up and it's gone to a smaller nose, have you? Hello? It's who you are. I'm not being personal, by the way, and I wasn't looking at anybody when I said that. Just saying it is. But our souls, listen to me, our souls can be changed radically. Because I've seen some people who, quite frankly, were nasty pieces of work and were very nice people. And some of you might be here, but God got a hold of you. And what changed? What, what, was, what was changed? It was your soul. That, that, that real you was changed. God began to change you. So I really believe that this subject matter, and particularly in the area of healthy soul, is so, so important. So I wonder if you're turning your Bibles to 3 John and chapter 1. I just laboured it for a moment because I wanted you to understand what I was talking about. Have you all got it? Great. So 3 John 1 verse 2. And as you find that, I need to be really careful here, because when I talk about healthy souls, it can almost come across as being quite prescriptive. If you do this, you'll do this, you'll do this, then you'll get this. And as you just turn to the Bible, I want to say, let's just play this as the foundation. There are some things that will help your soul. There are some things that will help your soul. I believe being in this atmosphere will help your soul. I really believe as you open the Bible, morning by morning... That will help your soul. I really believe as you spend time in prayer each morning, it will help your soul. Have you got me today? I really believe as you just surround yourself with good people, that will help your soul. So that is just foundational. So I'm not even going to go there tonight. And neither do I want to be really prescriptive in like the ABC and then you'll get D. But it might feel like that a little bit. So I just want to try and speak to some principles. So anyway. 3 John verse, chapter 1 verse 2. It says there, and I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I'll say that again. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers prosperous the reality is the prayer that was being prayed here was that he was praying that God would prosper them in all things there would be the prosperity over their life and that they would be in health and actually this health is not just in terms of fit and well but it's actually that it would keep a sense of conviction they would, they would keep themselves together. And then he goes on to say, just as your soul prospers. Now, interestingly, this word in terms of prosper here, is and soul is from the original Greek. And it's actually a used word in traveler's terms. You see, what they were basically saying was this, that... John was saying, I want your soul to have a prosperous and blessed journey. I want your soul to be led by a direct and easy way. I'll repeat that. He was praying that their soul would be prosperous and this prosperity would be a prosperous journey and it would be led by a direct and easy way. It was a traveler's term, this word, prosperity. Very interesting. You may say, well, that just means nothing to me. Just get, go with me for a moment. Because we work from the context of travel of being very, very easy. We, many of us jump in our cars. We're on nice roads. And we get to where we need to go. But here, in the context of where he was speaking, they would understand this. Because the travel was treacherous. The travel was difficult. The travel was often dangerous. And into this context, the word is used. Because John is wanting to say, there are going to be some, there are going to be some difficult journeys for you to navigate through. There are, there are going to be some obstacles. There are going to be some giants. There is going to be some bumps in the road. But I pray that your soul will travel well. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. I pray that your soul will travel well. Well, it will be led direct and easy. It will be blessed. Your travel will be blessed of God. The reality is God wants us to prosper in all things. And he wants our soul to prosper. He wants our souls to be in health. I've already said our souls can be affected. And many of us here know even in the Christian life our souls are being affected. There are things that happen to us that we have no control over. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The reality is there are also some things that happen that are in our control. Some things that happen to us are good things, but there's other things that happen to us are bad things. And they affect what? Our souls. What's very important is how we respond to those things. Because we do have control over how we respond. I've realized in my life there are things that have happened to me. And because my soul wasn't particularly healthy, I didn't respond in a particularly healthy way. Hello? And some things that happened to me I had no control over but they still happened to me and they affected my heart and they affected my soul. But the reality is, I did have control over how it affected me. I really did. I had no control over what happened to me, but I I have absolute control over how I respond and react to it. And I think too often, if I can just be as blunt as this, this is why we've had difficulties in the church, because we've been ruled by our emotions hello, and healthy souls get a hold of those things, recognizing the journey is difficult, the journey is torturous at times, but we just determine, as as the writer says, that we're going to have, this hope is going to be an anchor for our soul, we're just trusting in God, because there's a health in our soul, we're not going to allow these things to toss us and throw us around So our souls can be affected. They really can. So how do we cultivate a healthy soul? Well, one thing I want to just put out there is, we must make discipline a close friend. Discipline needs to be a close friend. For many, many years, I wasn't disciplined. For many, many years, I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't disciplined in my prayer life, and I wasn't disciplined in my word life. And I was a pastor. I wasn't disciplined. Which always then has a bearing on your soul. I may have come to church, but it has a bearing on your soul. Some of you younger guys, younger girls, you need to understand this. If you want to succeed in life and have a healthy heart and soul, if you want to have a healthy life, not guaranteeing of absolute success in all things, I want to tell you, you need to make discipline a close friend. There's two quotes that I came across, and I love John Wooden, who was a basketball coach. Absolutely love him. Um, He was a great Christian man. And he said this, discipline yourselves and then others won't need to. Discipline yourself and then others won't need to. Someone once said, man must be disciplined for he is by nature raw and wild. How true that is. I think it was Gordon MacDonald who wrote in Order in Your Private World that it's almost like there's galloping horses running through our lives. Has anyone ever seen the picture of these white stallion horses that are wild and they'll just go wherever they're strong? And he said, many a man's soul is like that, where there's these galloping stallions running through. And if you do not tame the stallion, they will run wild. We need to have healthy souls. And one of the areas that we need to do that is in the area of discipline. And I want to just take, for just for the closing moments, As I just talked through just three things that I want to just lay into us with regards to a healthy soul. I want to use Psalm 37. If you've not got it uh, on your device, because I'm going to read it from the message, you won't be able to really follow it particularly well. But Psalm 37 and verse 37 to 40 reads this. If you want to just make a note of it and read it whilst whilst you're at home, that will be great. But Peterson takes the psalm and says this, Keep your eye on the healthy soul. Scrutinize the straight life. There's a future in strenuous wholeness. But the willful will soon be discarded. Insolent souls are on a dead end street. The spacious free life is from God. It's also protected and safe. God strengthened. We're delivered from evil. When we run to him, he saves us keep your eye on the healthy soul as with vegetation fruits flowers and shrubs they respond to cultivation they respond to pruning they respond to nutrients and they respond to encouraging environments so is with our souls if we want to have healthy souls We need to make sure that we take hold of certainly these three headline statements that I'm going to talk to us tonight about. And I'm going to use Psalm 37 as a basis for that tonight. It says there, keep your eye on the healthy soul, scrutinize the straight life. First thing I want to say to you is, I really believe if we want to have a healthy soul, we must maintain our center. We must maintain our center. What am I talking about? Our center. Well, you've heard me say this, and I'll keep banging the drum and saying it. You need to keep the main thing. thing. I'll say that again. You need to keep the the main thing. The main thing. And most of us don't. And that is why our souls suffer. Because we do not keep the main thing the main thing. Two questions. What's your priority and what's important to you? What's your priority and what's important to you? Many many of us should be able to answer, as Jesus encouraged us to do, the first thing is this, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you may say, well, my priority is, you know, I've got my family out. That needs to be a priority of your life. My priority is to do a great job for my place of work. That's a great priority. But the priorities of all priorities is, first of all, found in Christ. It's, first of all, found in God. And then it's outworking, you know, how can I love my neighbor? And we must keep the main thing, the main thing. We need to keep... And maintain our center. It says there, we need to keep an eye on the healthy soul. Keep an eye on. Scrutinize the straight life. You know, it's so easy for us to be distracted. So easy. It's one of the worst things. Um, Josh and Helen um, kindly bought me a book by, written by Stephen Furtick uh, called Greater. And in it, Stephen Furtick writes this. Most believers aren't in imminent danger of ruining their lives. They're facing a danger that's far greater, wasting them. Wasting them. The danger isn't ruining your life. The danger is you wasting your life. And how will you waste your life? Because you have not maintained your center. You have not kept the main thing, the main thing. God has become the God of your life. And God has got something so much greater for you. Yeah. We often say, well, we're enjoying all the benefits of our lives in this comfortable Western living. I'm not knocking comfortable Western living. Please hear me and don't get this out of context. But it can become an utter distraction for the purposes of God. Because the main thing is that there is a world that is... Rotten and going to hell unless we rise up to the challenge of taking the good news to them. As a church, we must maintain our center. We must keep the main thing, the main thing. We were heard by Chris this morning in regards to presentation, with regards to the big idea, the what, where, why, when, who. I've probably got it all in wrong order, but I think I've got all the points there. And just You know, just laid it in. Just why we do what we do. We must maintain our center. And we must make sure that we do not get bogged down by distractions. Another thing that I believe in maintaining my center is keeping distractions at this door. But also, and I'm going to just drop it on, is maintaining a Sabbath's rest. Healthy souls spring out of overflow. They spring out of resource. They don't spring out of depletion. Every time I've been depleted, I'm drawn to sinfulness. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. And how does that sinfulness come out before you start getting all thinking, flipping out, he got a confession? Have we got a big confession. I've got a big confession to make. But I'll tell you what happens with my depletion. I start getting ratty. Start getting agitated. Who do I get agitated with? Caroline, the children, and whoever else is around me. Anybody else get like that? Yeah? yeah. yeah. And what and that is an indication of, our souls, it's not just tiredness. It's not just natural tiredness. Our souls are tired. They're not healthy. So what we must make sure is that we maintain periods of rest. We need to make sure that we live in the Sabbath's rest. Now, it's something that I'm really endeavoring to lay in, by God's grace, into my life, because I know it's an issue to me. Because like I've said to you, every time that I start getting a bit ratty, a bit worked up, a bit stressed out, and whatever, it's always out of depletion, and something begins to happen. But as soon as I start to lay that in, that actually there's a day's rest, I try and program in a holiday. I try and think of how I can just rest a little bit. And I know my mind's often working over time on a million and one things, and it is. But just that whole thought of just being away, health just begins to fill my soul. Are you hearing me tonight? Or am I you know, health just begins to feel, fill your soul? You know, sometimes these are very practical things and we get too spiritual, but we must maintain these things in our life, this discipline in our life. The second thing is. Just taking from Psalm 37, Peterson says, there's a future in strenuous wholeness. Strenuous wholeness to me speaks of morality, purity. Phil and I were just having a conversation, just a chance conversation, and we were just talking about the context of ministers, and it has been said, uh, actually, I think it was the ministers who, who um, invented 3G. Everybody thinks it's the orange network. It isn't. It came out of the ministry. The 3Gs are this, gold, glory, and girls. And they are the things that have the potential, okay, if you're a girl, boys, so I haven't got, quite got the Gs, but you understand what I mean. Guys, 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 got it. Yeah. yeah, whoa, Julie, yeah. So if you're a lady, gold, glory, and guys. If you're a man, gold, glory, and girls. You may say, well, that's just for the minister. now it's for all of us. It's for all of us. Because it says there, keep your eye on the healthy soul. Scrutinize the straight life. There's a future in strenuous wholeness. Psalm 119, verse 9 through to 11, reads this. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. All I want to say in this particular area of keeping clean, there are many things that can make us dirty. And they will affect our souls. We need to have a healthy minds. Healthy minds come out of the things that we see. The reality is we are filled, in a, we, the, the world is full of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. You just need to turn the channel on. And I've talked to guys and they've said I just lingered too long on that, on that Um on that remote and I didn't turn it off and then I just kept on watching it and then it led into what? Sin. Yeah. Then what does that affect? Their souls. And it's not just for men as well, that's for women. Things can happen in this world that we that are around and they're there and they're before us because the reality is we're all grown up adult people. We're created to be sensual beings. We feel. And things can put out there, and if we do not embrace this strenuous wholeness, if we do not keep ourselves clean, and it's a discipline, then the reality is these things will be our downfall. And I don't want to be, I'm talking for me now, I don't want to be a statistic of another minister that falls morally. I don't want to be another minister that falls because I just wanted the glory. It was all about me. It wasn't about Jesus, it was all about me. Or I got hooked up on the, on the money. Phil was telling me, and I know this man's name. There's a guy who's been investigated. A pastor, $15 million, they reckon is embezzled from the church. Mega church pastor. And, and I know, he, you know, it's not guilty until it proved, but there must be something they've arrested him, and it's been ongoing. There's, there's some truth in it. It's got to be. What is all that about? That's about the gold. And I really don't want to live there. I really don't want to live there. Do you want to live there? I don't want to live there. So I must make sure and maintain that I keep myself clean. How do I do it? Well, we've just read it from Psalm 119, by living according to the word of God, letting it live in our hearts, not straying from his commands, hiding God's word in our heart, living with discipline, running from evil as Joseph did, run from Potiphar's wife, run from those areas. I know it's difficult, but run from them. Don't go after them. When you're tempted to go running after more money, just leave. It's not about the money. You know, when you feel like that, just throw more money in the offering. And that isn't, really you know. But, you know, I'm telling you, that'll break that spirit over you. It really will. It'll break it over you in Jesus' name. We must maintain a cleanliness if we're going to have a healthy soul. And the third thing that I believe that we should do, as I close, is that we should embrace our God-given creativity. We need to maintain our center, we need to keep clean, and we need to embrace our God-given creativity. What am I meaning by that? Be you. Keep saying to people, it seems to be something that's coming out of me all the time at the moment. You have permission to be you. You have a God-given creativity. So be you. Stop trying to be somebody who you're not. Just be you. That's all we need you to be. Every time that my soul is burdened, every time that I can run into sin, it's not because of the three G's, it's also because I've fallen into the trap of trying to be somebody that God has called me not to be. And it starts to corrupt my soul. It really does. Be you. Peterson writes that the spacious free life it's from God. This God-given creativity is so spacious, it's so liberating, it's so freeing for you to just be you. If you want to have a healthy soul, stop trying to be like that person at work or that person, that Christian personality or Joyce Meyer or Brian Houston or whoever it might be, just be you. That's all God is asking us To be, He's not asking you to be Phil, He's not asking you to be me, thank God, He's just asking you to be you. If we'll embrace our God given creatures, so how does that work out? Well, God, I get up in the morning, I'm just thankful that I am me. That isn't arrogance, I'm just thankful, God, that I am me. This is my temperament, this is what I'm like, I'm on a journey. You're developing me, you're changing me, but I'm just going to rejoice in my God-given creativity. This is who I am. This is why I like the colors that I like. This is why I like the foods that I like. This is the way that I speak. this is the way that I look. This is the way that I act. I'm on a journey, God, but this is who I am. These are my gifts. These are my strengths. I'm not going to be trying to be a great teaching teacher like Phil, because God hasn't called me to be a great teacher like Phil. God's called me to be me. And if we will embrace our God-given creativity, then it releases our soul. I know what I'm talking about because I've really entered into something over a number of years. How I don't feel like I have to be anything other than me. I, yes, I'm influenced by people, and that's not a bad thing. I thank God for influences over my life and mentors and books and things, but I am me. Yeah. And guess what it does? It just creates health to your soul. I become comfortable in who I am. I know I'm cool and hip and trendy, eh, Eleanor? I just know it. I know you say it to me all the time, sweetheart. Daddy, you're such a cool daddy. Yeah, daddy cool. Ooh, daddy cool. I'm getting a look now. I want to tell you something now, because they'll not listen to it. Some of her friends think I'm dead cool. She's told me they think I'm dead cool. Some of her friends, they think I'm cool and hip and happening, and it's just terrific. There we go. (laughs) Now she's gone bright red. Okay. Listen to me. If we want to have healthy souls, I've already said to you, coming to church, reading the Bible, all those things. They're just, they, they should, we shouldn't even need to talk about those things, guys, in a mature environment. Yeah. They're things that we should have given. Yeah. But these things I really think we just need to be reminded of. They're not new. We need to maintain our center. Keep it free from distractions. Make sure there's a Sabbath there. Keep the main thing the main thing. We need to make sure that we keep ourselves clean. The three Gs are always out there. Keep them away from us. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with them. And we need to make sure we have accountability. We need to make sure that we're talking about things. That Somebody who we can trust that will really just talk to us about these, these things. If we feel like we, we're just wavering a, a little, make sure you've got somebody you can talk to. And we need to embrace our God-given creativity to be who God has called you to be. You may say, why are those three points, Christian, as I close? Do you know why they are? Because they're running out of my life. Because I haven't always maintained these areas in my life. I haven't always maintained a discipline in my life. And I, for one, want to make sure that my soul is completely healthy. So I can look you guys in the eyes and there's health in my soul. It's not fake. It's real. It's real. And I really believe that if we just apply these things, then they'll really help us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes, let's just thank God for his word to our hearts and from speaking to us. And it's all with a thought of just creating health in us. And and Father, I just pray.